The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's four-minute devotions with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You know, times are changing, aren't they? And so many of us affected by the things that are around us that shape our upbringing that shape our thinking about what's right and what's wrong. And some of those things are shaping people in such a way as they're making decisions that oftentimes will have very, very detrimental impacts upon their own children and on the communities that they live in. Let's get a thought or two today from someone who has given some impression about his own life as a abortion survivor someone who has survived the attempt on their own life even before they had any say and how they feel about that. And I'm talking today with Dr. Gordon Menzies. We've spoken to Gordon about a book that he's written called Western Fundamentalism, and it's about the way that freedoms and the way we think about freedom has changed. And Gordon shares his own insight from his book, Western Fundamentalism, But today, just a separate type of a conversation around the idea of being an abortion survivor. Gordon Menzies, welcome back to 2020. Oh, thanks, Neil. It's a real pleasure to be here. Gordon, it takes a lot of courage even to uh, come out with the idea that I'm an abortion survivor because uh, people may think not so well of you. Uh, How do you feel about just being public about this idea of your own experience? Look, I've never... It's never been a matter of embarrassment for me. Um, I I haven't felt that people would think less of me. Um, I haven't talked much about it while my parents were still alive, uh, but they are no longer with me, so um, I've felt it's easier to talk about it in that context. Um, yeah, so um, uh, it hasn't been a big feature of my life. I know for some people it's a, an experience with, which shapes... Um, their feelings about their parents and their feelings about life. So I couldn't honestly say that it's been that for me. Uh, but it's not enti- an entirely comfortable experience either. How do you describe what was going on in the lives of your parents at the time when they made a decision to go through with an abortion? Well, by way of background, um, my parents lived in an era where uh, it was generally a much more conservative era about marriage and and I think there's a, a good and God-honouring side to that. But unfortunately, it meant that some people were in marriages that were so bad that it really would have been better if they weren't in them. And my mother was in that position. My father, who was mentally ill and untreated, really did take up the, the tenure of the times. He was um, someone who enjoyed the uh, the kind of sexual freedom that the sexual revolution offered and um, really uh, caused my mother a lot of pain and, and degraded her. 
Anyway, um, at the time, just before I was born, my mother was a little unwell. She'd had a miscarriage before me. Uh, I'm one of five children and there'd been three children and a miscarriage. And so for reasons that I'm not entirely clear about, they both agreed um, that I should be aborted. Um, strangely enough, and I don't know how this works medically, they had a number of attempts and uh, I seem to um, get through them all. So, um, yeah, that's that's the context. It was partly for health reasons. Now, the reason I said all that about my parents' marriage is because I wouldn't be surprised, although I've got no way of knowing, I wouldn't be surprised if my mother actually wondered if she could cope with more children in such a difficult marriage. Gordon, how did you find out that you had some attempts on your life, uh, even in the womb? My mother told me. When I was about um, 17 or 18, she told me. I've, I've wondered why she did that. Um, I would have had no way of knowing otherwise. Perhaps she wanted to, uh, to relieve her conscience. I, I don't know. But she just told me directly. And then I went and spoke to... Um, couple of my siblings after my mother died and they confirmed it so that I have it from her and I have it from the the siblings who sort of knew what was going on in the way that a child does um, in the the family. It's not talked about a lot, the sort of trauma that women go through when they do go into an abortion process. But as you indicate here, there may well have been uh, a level of some might say guilt and shame, uh, and the idea that I need to share this with you because this burdens my heart. Do you get that impression that that coming from your mother, it may be the sorts of experiences that many women suffer when they go through an abortion? Yes, Neil. It, it is hard to know, um, but I can't think of... I, I can't think of another motive that she might have had. As I said... I mean, she may have thought that um, my siblings would tell me one day and she wanted it to come from her first, um, but I don't think she would have had a particularly strong reason for thinking that. So I, I, can, I can only say that um, that seems to be a, a plausible reason. Um, I will say that um, uh, she sacrificed plenty for me as a child, so... Um, so human nature is, is a funny thing that in in that moment in her life she was prepared to abort me, but in that, but in several other moments of my life she really fought for me, and in particular um, she protected me from um, some of the poor influences of my father. So I owe her a great debt of gratitude in many dimensions, um, but of course um, there there is the experience that uh, she wanted to had me aborted when I wasn't yet born. So it's a mixture. Mm. How did you feel when that news was delivered to you? Did it take a while for the whole length and breadth of the idea that you were to be aborted? Did it take for a while for that to sink in? Um, well, um, I don't know how to interpret this, but it didn't actually shock me a great deal and I think that's because uh, the environment that I grew up in was a was a poor one emotionally, and it, it wasn't. Um, um, yeah, it was it was a tragic one, and and I 
it didn't surprise me uh, that she might have felt the environment was so terrible that she couldn't have bared to have another child into that environment. So um, how did I feel? Well, I certainly didn't feel loved and cherished, but I kind of understood because the environment was such a terrible one. Um, I didn't feel any resentment towards her um, or anger towards her, um, largely because I think that uh, I think that she had such a difficult life, and I'm not someone prone to anger anyway. And she obviously was concerned to repair what was burdening her by letting you in on what was going on at the time. There's a lot of stories that we might hear of women who have gone through an abortion and the sort of grief and trauma that follows women through their lives, the idea that there's always an empty seat at the table. And the sense in which you say your mother did good for you and was looking out for you and uh, and you felt the sense of care. I wonder whether, you know, you were in the seat that would have been empty and perhaps that she might have been glancing across at you and thinking, I'm glad Gordon's here. Well, I hope so. Uh, I do think I do think she was glad that I was there. Um, and, um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to understand. I mean, I know we're all... We're complex creatures, and we um, we have our better moments and our worst moments. But I believe, as a Christian, there's there's forgiveness for our worst moments. There undoubtedly will be those listening to our conversation now, uh, women and men who have suffered some level of grief because of abortion, and they may have regrets about that. What are your thoughts for people who've either contemplated abortion or have gone through that and they're struggling with that sort of grief because you hold a very deep Christian faith? What sort of thoughts would you have for people who've gone through that? Um, look, I, I don't think I, I'm in the position to to say anything to women who um, have made those kinds of choices. Um that's probably better coming from a woman, but I, I can say that um, uh, I can say that as, as a Christian, I believe we're all sinners. Um, we we can't undo what we've done in the past, but there is forgiveness and there is a life of second chances. A life with God is a life of second chances. And um, when you look over the Bible at how God uses the most horrific things for His glory. Um, Nothing that we do is beyond um, God using for our good and his glory. I think of um, the most amazing example of that, Neil, is the uh, the crucifixion of Jesus when uh, the Jewish leaders were planning his death and they said it's a good idea that we we get rid of him so the nation isn't destroyed, meaning a sort of that was a sort of political intrigue statement that we can bump off Jesus and save the Romans coming and taking away our home. But they were actually, God was putting in their mouths a prophecy that the death of Jesus would save the world. So no matter how, um, what mistakes we've made or how ill we've run our lives, I think that God is always in a position to repair. What that journey of re- repairing looks like, um, uh, I'm not a woman and I, I can't really say, but um, I'm sure others have thought and written about this who can, who can speak from that perspective. Well, it's wonderful getting your thoughts on this dimension that we don't often get a chance to talk about, Gordon. 
And for listeners who might be thinking, where do I go for help if I'm suffering this sort of grief, if I'm traumatised by my experience of the past, if I've had something that's holding on uh, for many years and I haven't got someone like Gordon to uh, make an apology to or to let them know the thoughts of my heart and my love for them. Uh, There's a number of books and places that you might be able to go. There's one that we might be able to draw attention to by Linda Cochran. Uh, It's called Forgiven and Set Free. And you've had some experience with that book too, Gordon. Uh, What are your thoughts for that one? Oh, um, Neil, I must confess, I gave you the name of that book uh, as it was passed on to me, but I don't, I have not read it. I, I I, the reason I came, that title came into my hands is that um, about a year ago, I thought to myself, I don't know that, um, I've just assumed that there's no one else like me. And then I realized, well, that's probably a silly assumption. So I got onto Facebook and I found that there is actually a group in the US of abortion survivors. So I contacted them and then um, the woman in charge of, well, the woman who made contact with me um, recommended that book. And uh, I believe that she herself is someone who who uh, had an abortion and uh, suffered grief and guilt about it, and, and she recommended that book. So it's in that spirit that I pass on that title. Okay, so the title of the book, Linda Cochran, C-O-C-H-R-A-N, Forgiven and Set Free. There's also another ministry that I've had some conversations with over the years, and that's the ministry of Anne Lastman, who's based in Victoria, Uh, She leads an organisation and a counselling service called Victims of Abortion and uh, victimsofabortion.com.au is how you'd be in contact with Anne Lastman. Uh, Wonderful getting your insights. Thanks so much for being prepared to just share your heart on this, uh, Gordon Menzies. I'll mention the book that you've written too and for listeners who are thinking about the sexual revolution that was happening in the 1960s and 70s and we might even argue that the sexual revolution has kicked into a higher level at the moment uh, that's happening right now around the world as well. But Western Fundamentalism, Democracy, Sex and the Liberation of Man, the name of Gordon's book. It's also one of those shortlisted titles for the Australian Christian Book of the Year Award. But Gordon, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.